A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system.
Hello everyone and welcome back to Straight White Whale. Thank the baby Jesus. You could not hear us talking there or our lives would be over. This is episode 97. It has been a long time. I thought it was a week, but we've actually been away for three weeks. So it's really nice to be back. It's nice to be well rested. Paul took a holiday, but he also had an injury. Yep. Your back was fucked, eh? Aye. Did that no happen the last time as Aye, well? Aye, mate, I've got a fucked back. My back is absolutely fucked. Oh, I need to change that light. My well. back's all fucked. Aye, but literally. I slipped a disc though, this time. Got a fizzle. Feel better. I'm alright. But did that no happen the last time you took a holiday? You fucked your back? Maybe. Last year? Did it? I'm sure, mate. You've got giant, giantism. <laughs> Gigantorism. You're like the big show. <laughs> Andre the Giant. <laughs> He's a size 19 in a shoe. Uh, <laughs> could drink 24 cans of beer and a litre of vodka. <laughs> wasn't, even, wasn't even drunk, mate. I was there. Aye. Do you want... We'll do an ad read before we start? Yeah. As always, it's arguing Co. Would you like to do it? Yes, okay. Have you got the, the so, info? This week's sponsor, returning sponsor, um, and really keeping the lights on at Straight White Wheel is Alan Argue and Argue and Co. Legal. They're a Glasgow-based law firm and they've got an office in George Square. So they've got that shmoney mm-hmm. to be having the offices in George Square. They can assist you with most legal issues, um, but if you make an inquiry and they can't, they'll point you in the right direction to somebody that can help you out. So no matter what the issue, please reach out to Alan Argue and Argue and Co. Legal. The main areas of expertise are personal injury. So if you've had a car accident or been injured at work, um, they'll be able to get you the maximum compensation that you deserve. The main difference between arguing co legal and the big law firms that you see or hear advertised on TV and radio is their level of customer services, their approachability. They are genuinely, uh, they will genuinely treat their clients like friends and family, and they will always keep you up to date with your case and speak to you like a normal person. And like I've said before, I've used Alan and arguing co legal. Um, to, uh, for a car accident I was in and it was absolutely top notch five star service so I personally recommend them not only um, uh, kindly keep the lights on but I've used the service um, they could be generally cheaper than most other law firms but they also have a range of funding options that include no win no fee so if they um, if you go and get a quote and you quote the podcast Straight White Whale, you will get a discount off any fee if there is a fee at all. So contact Alan Argue and Argue and Co Legal on 01413784145. Their website is arguingco.co.uk. That's A-R-G-U-E-A-N-D-C-O.co.uk. Or you can go to their office at 9 George Square, Glasgow, G21QQ. Thanks for keeping the lights on. Alan, and Alan's like a, a sponsor, um, you know, but me and Darren run this podcast by ourselves. So you will always get this podcast for free on Spotify. Um, so, but if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy what me and Darren are doing, you can help contribute to keep the lights on. For £5 a month, you could be a patron. Um, you'll get an extra podcast every fortnight. You'll get any stand-up material. You'll get TikToks, all sorts of nonsense on Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash straight white whale for less than the price of a Starbucks, you can help keep me and Darren and food and a flat functioning human beings 
for less than a coffee. So please consider it. That's patreon.com forward slash straight white whale. Thank you very much, Paul, for that ad read. I have, I mean, the money will go towards your food and stuff and your bills. I have a financial dominatrix and I'm in a really horrendous loop of trying to gain her trust and the last 21 days has been horrific. I've not been sleeping in a bed. It's, it's nice to get in here and just get some heat. <laughs> kidding, kidding on Aye, people believe you mate honestly I know that's uh, somebody remember I said something like that about five months ago uh-huh. and somebody was like in the passing so how's your dominatrix I'm like what <laughs> I listen to your podcast um, but yes thank you very much Mr Argue for sp- sponsoring the podcast it means a lot uh, before we start, that was the Blackout crew and Jack Jones put a donk on it. Um, <laughs> do you know I think the world would be a better place if people just put a donk on it? <laughs> what does put a donk on it mean? What is putting a donk on it? I'm not too sure, but I have reason to believe if Palestine and Israel put a donk on it, there wouldn't be a war. Get the Blackout crew out there. Get them singing some songs. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but I love that shit. So I don't, I don't remember the Blackout Crew. I don't know who they are. I've got no context for this whatsoever. Do you know? Remember, put a donk on it. No, I don't know why I was gutted with that. But <laughs> there are a bunch of MCs for Bolton, and they for were Bolton. Yep, white guys for Bolton, mate. Right, and they were all like really big. Had a couple of one hit wonders back in the day. They had put a donk on it and. God, I can't even remember what else. But, you know, they stopped gigging, went into normal work. And uh, this guy, Jack Jones, Jax Jones, who's a massive DJ, wrote his own version of one of their songs, and it's number two in the charts. I found it quite nice. Superb. Like one of the lads that was in the Blackout crew as a labourer now, and he took a selfie in his motor with his overalls on, like, we're fucking number two in the That's charts. That's brilliant, isn't it? I was like, good on you, boys. Aye, man, superb. Yeah. No my cup of tea, but... Aye. Love uh, it. Horrendous shite, but all the best, boys. <laughs> 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 so, aye, it's good to be back, mate. Um, yep. Are you happy to be back? Yes, I am. Um, I, won't, I won't lie, like... In the run up to my holiday, I was starting to burn out a wee bit. I was just getting sicker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was actually like pure questioning. I think I don't know if Mark listens to the podcast. There's been a couple of people, uh, but Mark Reed came in and did an audio book um, in, in the studio. So I know him and, and I was like talking to him and I was like, I'm thinking I might, I might just shut the studio. And do you know what I mean? You're thinking mad shit. And yeah. I was like, I was just knackered, just absolutely fried. My head was fried. So maybe about a week into my 10 days off, I started to be like, I feel like I'm getting ready to go back to work now. Do you know that way? And then I came back yesterday. So this is it's Thursday into I. I came back Wednesday, like did a 12-hour shift yesterday. It was brilliant. Loved it. Knackered when I get home, um, having a good day today. So just, just needed a rest, mate. Just needed a bit of a rest. Overworked. Absolutely, mate. Aye. Overworked, undervalued. No undervalued, I won't say that. No for me anyway. No. Nah. You know I love you. <laughs>
as you're looking at a mentally unwell guy with a top hat on. <laughs> I love you. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What were you up to for the 10 days? I mean, it was my birthday. I turned 40. Yes. On the 1st of November. I think I meant... No, I didn't mention it in the last podcast. I put it in the post on Patreon because we had to apologise that there was two weeks without a podcast instead of one. But that was because I'd slipped a disc and literally like lay on the floor there for 45 minutes before I could actually get up and fucking start moving about. So, um, I with two weeks, so I'd put in the Patreon that it was my birthday, but I turned 40 on the 1st of November. Um, had a lovely birthday. It's good to see people. I think you were invited to my birthday night, but you didn't come. Yes, I was. A couple of things. Boring, boring flat chat. The person I rent the flat off is doing the house up. There's a bathroom getting fitted and flooring getting fitted. So the flat's a bomb site. So I was back living with my family for a couple of days, but I never took any clays. So I'm cutting a bit with my fucking night trackies on. And then Sharon invited us and it was another family's another family member's birthday on the same date. So I ended up chilling in my brother's house with a fucking Nike trackie on and I was like, I can't make it. Sorry. I wept. I mean, I could have got away with it. I could have just walked into the pub with a night trackie on and said I was in the blackout crew. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, there was we went to we went to a pool hall, like have a game of pool, a couple of drinks, nothing mental. And uh, mate, there was plenty of trackies. Yeah. It, was, it was the day after Halloween. There was people dressed up as like mad. In fact, it was Halloween, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. The day before my birthday. So there was like people dressed up and all that. But no, I'm joking. I'm joking. You, you sent me a text message. I appreciated it. But no, I had a good birthday. I had a good rest. Um, with my back the way it was, I spent maybe like three days. It was actually quite good the way that it worked out because I was forced to cancel all my bookings for... So I was actually off for two weeks. So I was like two two days away for being on holiday. My back went. I had to just cancel everything for that Thursday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday before I actually finished up on holiday. But I spent that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like in bed. Obviously, I'm getting up to take a piss. Not, do you know what I mean? But I was like in bed the most of the time. So by the time it got to the first day of my holiday, I had already pure rested. So I had like good energy to go and do shit. So I had a good holiday. I feel really rested. I'm actually really happy to be back at work, like buzzing to be back. Um, and between noon and Christmas, man, just go to work hard and go on, mate. Good, mate. Because your back was getting fucked for a couple of weeks. My back's it? shite, mate. Like you said. It was going towards the... I could feel it. I had yeah. a couple of like wee ones yeah. and then I had a big one. Do you know what I mean? So that's yeah. what it is, man. Just need to take care of it. It's like, I was Googling all sorts. Like, How do you do it? And people were just like, your back goes when you don't take care of it. That's mm. basically it. You need to do stretches and wee exercises every day to maintain it. Otherwise, mm. it'll just go. Yeah. So it is what it is, mate. So I wear a pair of Crocs about the house, like slippers, and on an Instagram as a joke, just to show people that I was wearing Crocs. I was saying I'm doing exercises on my bed. So it was like leg raises, but I was just to show the Crocs. Uh -huh. And literally, I was just lying on my back, raising my leg up a wee tiny bit, and I pulled a muscle on my back. <laughs> 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 I woke up the next day, and I actually felt, you know that way you do hunters of sit-ups? Uh -huh. I was like a deep burn. I was like, I only done that for like 15 seconds. I was fucked, man, for like two days. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I, uh, what else did I do? I tried to do a cold dip up at the campses during this weather and I nearly fucking died. Uh, when did you try that? Last week. It was horrific. Really, really horrific. How long did you last? Not even a minute, mate. And when was the last time you went for a cold dip? Months. Right, so it's been pure, too Aye. much. Aye. It was, my toes were numb and everything, man. It was fucking horrific. And then, I <laughs> <laughs> You're half your nut, man. Was there other people there? Yeah. The usual suspects. All right, brah. Aye, brah. How you doing, brah? It's a cashless world now, brah. Aye, it's a cashless world. They, they cunts. Right, aye. Don't go to Burger King and Bishop Briggs, bro. They don't fucking take cash. Thank you. Cashless society, man. Aye. I mean, that is true. Kid on. <laughs> uh, I hate cash. Yeah. I absolutely hate it because it's absolutely disgusting. In what sense? Like, that's been in mad manky bastards' pockets. I know. See, you ever get a note and there's like dried in blood as uh, well? Aye. Somebody's had that up their bum. Hi, <laughs> up our fucking beak. Uh, <laughs> you have never thought about that? Nosebleeds? Mm-hmm. Of course. Aye, but I, I, ugh, cash, man. I don't, I, I get, I get the paranoia about it, but come on, like digital currency. Mm. Mate, how could, I, Apple Pay? I don't, I don't know the last time I used anything other than Apple Pay. Aye. I get offended when, do you know what I mean? And seem like if I go somewhere and it's like cash only, I'm like, what? I know. You Bumping tax, man. That's Aye, of doing. course. Or sometimes when I've been getting haircuts or gone in for a munch, the people have been like, we, is it all right if you pay cash? And I've had to jump out to an ATM because they can't be fucked paying tax. You want to your system's fucked? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go for a haircut? Will we plug our barbers? Yeah. I go to Bad Guy. Bad Guy brand on Duke Street. Aye. Thomas McElroy. I am member Ailey. I was, yes. I was fucking her name up. Elidith, I was calling her. <laughs> Ailey. Uh-huh. Ailey Barber on Instagram. I haven't had a haircut in a while because I'm waiting for her to, to do a good one. But... To do a good one? Aye. Well, you know, I go into Turkish barbers and I'm like, just a wee trim, mate, and they're fucking giving me a double zero at the aye, back sides. I mean, I'm really self-conscious. I've had a hair transplant. I kind of want to grow it nice, double fucking zero. I'm like, ah. Skinhead. <laughs> <laughs> right up to the fucking back. Aye. See, I, I mean, see, sometimes I'd, I genuinely think that I've been to some barbers, like, I always get the same haircut. I always say... Gonna give me a one in the back and the sides and keep a bit of length on the top. That is literally what I say to them. And the results vary so much that I think that they just ignore what you're saying and they just go, I'm just gonna give you what I think you'll you would look good. So and do you know what? I might actually go into my barbers and go, just do what you think will look good. Give them pure creative control. Dyson with death there, mate. <laughs> It just give you a scissor cut. That's when you know it's a good barber. When they just give you a scissor cut. Knee clippers. Knee clippers. That's a good barber. Aye, I've heard bad guy or good. Mad wrestling fans. Aye. Aye, like all the uh, ICW and Chris Bungard and all that type of yeah. stuff. 
we all go there but aye man it's a good it's a really good show it's cool the guys are cool good atmosphere sometimes like they're plain like pure I went in to get my hair cut just before my birthday because I hadn't had my hair cut in like two months or something like that I was like I better get my hair cut I'm going out to see people do you know what I mean and I need to look presentable and um, then he, he was in himself the guy that cuts my hair and he was listening to like pure Norwegian black metal I like that. Aye. That's a good that's a good move. Good style. When we were at the funny bunch actually, like a bunch of people that, you know, know you and the comedy circuit or watch the podcast or whatever, the multitude of people there that knew who I was were actually like pure, no way, man, you've got a lot of hair. Cause I always wear a hat. Yes. It's can't be fucked in my hair, man. Plus it's cold. These keep, days it's keep, cold. Keep my ears warm. Yes. With my beanie. Because uh, we've spoke about the last funny bunch, didn't we? Aye, Aye we spoke about the last funny bunch. Uh, what else? There's, fuck, man, it feels so long. There's hundreds of things. I did a pod. It was weird, like, throughout the last 19 days, I've been doing other people's podcasts as well. So I don't, I don't think that's why I've not been struggling, like, doing Dean's podcast today and stuff. Uh-huh. I went and did Portrait and a Podcast. You heard of them? I follow them and they follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Daryl runs that. So the guy Daryl follows me as well, but I don't know if I've ever met him. Good lad. They run it up in a uni up at Prestwick and I went there last night. Right. And they take your 40s and then they do a podcast with you. So that's another good Scottish podcast. I'll recommend them. Uh, why did I not get invited onto podcasts? He told me he doesn't like you. Uh, he actually said that. Right. He said... He needs to go. <laughs> Get me in. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to actually start doing that, mate, when people ask me on. I'm going to say we're a double. We're a double act. Aye. Um, what was the... I don't know what I was going to say, though. I was going to say something to you, though. I um, actually quite like that concept, their podcast, where they do like a portrait. I've seen them before you were on it. Like, I'd seen... Was it Mark Black? Yeah. Kate Hammer. Like, I don't know if they're, they're going for uh, comedians or anything like that, but um, I sent them a message on Instagram. They put up, they, they missed it because uh, they replied after you had finished the recording, but they were like, any questions for Darren Connell? And I was like, ask him how amazing Paul made <laughs> a straight white whale is and then put in brackets, it's Paul, by the way. But they missed it. Oh, they came back and were them. like, oh no, we missed this. And I was like, oh well, that would have been funny. But Well, the next time I'm doing a podcast, I'll say we'll come as a team. Because... No, no, it's all right. I'm kidding on here. No, I will, because it's, how, it's our podcast, isn't it? Like, we need to do it. Uh, what else have I done? I mean, I've done quite a lot in the last... Was there a lot of people at your birthday? Uh, uh, um a select few people that I wanted there. My the brief to Sharon. Sharon was like, "Do you want a party?" I was like, "Fucking no, nope." One, I don't want you stressing. Like arranging a birthday party is a big stress. I don't want you stressing. I don't want to be stressing. Somebody going to turn up? Who's going to be there? Blah. I can't be bothered with that. Do you know what I mean? And so I said to her, "You know the usual suspects." let's go and just get a game of pool or something. Nothing mental. Just, you know who I'm talking about. And she was like, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So there's like seven or eight people there that 
are not family, but are like my close mates. Do you know what I mean? And I'd call them family. That's why you were invited. Mate, that means a lot. But you didn't come, so you're fucked next time. You're not getting invited. I'm kidding on. I'll invite you. I actually feel really bad because uh, I just watched Netflix that night. I was kidding on. <laughs> you sat about in your tracky. <laughs> no, honestly, I pre- family, mate, were like uh, Fast and the Furious. You're Paul. You're that guy, Paul guy. You know the guy that died in a car crash? <laughs> and I'm the rock. Family, mate. Do you know watch it? <laughs> <laughs> Did Paul Walker and the rock day? A Fast and the Furious where the two of them were in it. Did they know they like a mad weird tribute to him or something like that at the end of one of them? Or nah. I thought you were gonna say that you'd be Vin Diesel. I Vin Diesel, sorry. That's what I meant. Wee bit racist there. No, it was a joke. I said it was a joke. I'm no racist. Well I'm a racist, but <laughs> <laughs> just in your head. Aye, for, that's for the Patreon episode. Uh <laughs> no, I'm no racist, fuck's sake. You know what this world's like? So you had a busy 10 days? I did. I did some productive things as well. Uh, I've been doing a lot of charity stuff for Back On Side. So I... This is quite funny. I went up to the Hibs training complex and did a mental health chat with Back On Side to the development squad. Right. And uh, I just found it quite comical. Like, you know... I was I was literally stoning out of breath, <laughs> <laughs> talking to like elite athletes about positive mental health. Aye, as my shins are cracking, <laughs> like I can position my body in a certain way and like loudly crack my knees and my shins, and I'm like that. Right, lads, you've just got to be positive and all that, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, at to Libby for back on side. Can I get a double X jump of the day? I'm feeling a bit. Fucked. <laughs> what do you like what do they get you to talk about so essentially it's like in the position of a stand-up comedian that had to use a charity for mental health stuff uh-huh. but i was kind of talking like i can't even imagine the pressure that you guys are under to perform and I suppose a comedian would get that same kind of stress to some degree. Like for, for me, for example, I could achieve something and a family member would be like, aye, but you never got Kevin Bridges stuff. So I was saying, like, you could go on to be successful players for Hibs and I'm sure you've got a family member that will be like, aye, but you don't play for Celtic or Rangers you're like, yeah, but I played 500 games for Hibs. So, you know, I'm trying to, like, talk from that point of view. Like, I always used to say, oh, I could be better or I could achieve better things, but what I've achieved is already amazing. Uh-huh. And then, you know, there could be toxic family members in your life. Like, if you score two goals, there'll be a cunt saying, how come you never get a hat-trick? You need to just... Block it all out. Block all that out. And then I was t- telling him about drinking drugs and stuff. Like, you don't want to do that. The new wait till you're How retired. old are these people that you're talking to? 18 to about 22, maybe. Right. So it went well, considering this 45, 45 minutes, man, I talked for. Did you? Aye. Um, wow. I take so. it you didn't struggle with all the 40, but you just, you just go up and just riff it. and Went like, up and riffed it. Uh, riffed it. 
wee bit of improv. It was in the canteen as well, so like players were walking in and they didn't know what was happening. So I was like slagging people that were walking in and stuff, and it was really positive, and it felt quite nice to give something back to back on side because uh-huh. essentially they did save my life. Uh-huh. And they, for me, they removed that negativity away about mental health because I was like, "Yous are like young and stuff, and yous probably won't experience addiction right now." but you've probably got a family member that's addicted. Absolutely, and like gambling addiction and yeah. uh, other addictions that only necessarily like drinking drugs are really bad within like football and stuff like that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? There's a load of people that have come out and spoke out about it, so that's cool, man. Yeah, so... Any of them know who you are? Yeah. One of the young lads, he's a goalkeeper. Can he remember the, his name off the top of the head? But as soon as I walked in, he was like, ah, Bobby! I was like, you wee dick. So aye, it was good. It was nice. It was good for the soul. It felt good doing that. I've been saying yes to a lot of things recently. And I feel better for it. Just gigs and anything, really, in general. Instead of just being fucking cabbaged on the couch, <laughs> watching Basket Case 5. What I, what I- <laughs> you know that b-side movie was filmed on a budget of 65 grand and he had to ask family members for some money but they gamed it back in the box office why susie getting the hydro and i'm not <laughs> <laughs> but I, it felt nice mate and it felt productive and i also went to the bbc new talent awards at the kings to support dean a friend of the, of the pod and the funny bunch and that was nice that was nice god i feel old mate sitting in a green room with a bunch of new comedians like dean's pals uh-huh. but it was nice it was good it's a good laugh you're like their king <laughs> has anybody else said that <laughs> only the comedians with autism <laughs> <laughs> you're like the king of the uh, adhd autistic uh, stand-up scene that's emerged in glasgow caesar home family <laughs> no but i was like why is every cunt in this green room funny and it's like it's autism I'm like, oh, right, okay. Okay. Uh, but it was good and proud of dean man he smashed it he fucking smashed it um that was a very good gig and good to see the troops there he, he was a wee bit unlucky but might need to cut that out how because it's no come out yet is it no no 15th of November it comes out on iPlayer aye but people still know that he was in it and he didn't want it I don't think so aye I tweeted I was he was retweeting shit alright oh, okay I'll not cut it then I'll leave it plus what are they gonna do what's the BBC gonna do huh what are you gonna do <laughs> send the send the troops run to fire bombers Yes. The BBC have that type of power. Mm-hmm. Have we got some subjects or? Um, I have got some things there. Uh, but I, unlucky, unlucky Dean. Uh, good on you, mate. Keep fucking going and you'll be all right. Have you watched the Jimmy Savile thing? No, I've deliberately not watched it. With Steve Coogan? I've heard that it's good. Don't know what type of good it is, but I've heard that he's like... Aye, I've heard good things about it. People are like, fucking hell, man, you need to watch it. But I'm just, I don't know, man. 
you need to be in a particular headspace to be able to sit down. Do you know what I mean? Cope with sitting down and watching that type of shit. But no, have you watched that? Yes. And I was the same as you. I wasn't going to watch it. But I'm glad that I did. I took a few things from it. Steve Coogan is an incredible talent because when that first came out and I was seeing pictures of him, I like audibly, audibly, audibly laughed at how kind of stupid it seemed. You taking a picture, baby? Hi. Why? Just somebody's like, what you up to? Who? Doing a podcast. Sean? Um, sorry. That's not the, f- I was going to start skill. You know how I was saying I've got a financial dominatrix? Uh-huh. It's Sean. It's Sean. <laughs> so we're saying that when you've seen Steve Coogan, what, dressed Sharon up? tells me to cut my portions. Don't change the subject, Paul. She, <laughs> she, I send her pictures of my dinner and she's like, you need to take a quarter off your plate and put it in the bin. I'm like, but I'm hungry. She's like, but you're a fucking pig. I'm like, fair enough. Fairs, fairs. Fair enough. I hate Stern, but fair. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Um, I put that in a Tupperware dish Have it for my breakfast tomorrow Get it in the bin you fat cunt What were we talking about there? Um, you were telling me about watching the Jimmy Savile <laughs> Dra- Docudrama as they call them Docudrama Aye it was horrific I tell you this by the way There's no fucking chance that that cunt worked for so long 50 years or something And they did not know he was like that No chance They all knew They all knew. Like with Esther Ranson came out and said in the wake yet, you know what I mean? And she, if people don't know who Esther Ranson is, did she know Start Childline or something like that? Um, that everybody knew it was a, a what, what do they call it? Like an open secret or whatever that he was up to no good. Yeah. Mate, fucking Gary Glitter went to the director of the BBC when Jimmy Savile get Jim will fix it, raging that he had been given because he wanted a kids' TV programme. That's not that cunt, you know what I mean? So, they all knew, mate. Yeah. They they all knew. So, you're right, there is absolutely no way that they didn't know that he was up to no good. Yeah. And he died a sad old pathetic man, and it was so unfortunate, unfortunate that he never got punished for his crimes, but he did get stripped of his dignity and respect and... I think he died scared. Did he? And knowing that... They were it coming? Was, it was coming out. Yeah. I didn't know that, mate. I thought yeah. he laughed his way to the grave, do you know what I mean? No. Nah. Because he never drank. 
throughout his whole life and towards the end he started drinking and stuff and he was cutting about like a tramp so but there's so much disturbing things about that like him volunteering at the hospital and stuff like really evil twisted shit mate and his ma was a fucking weirdo and he had pals that were weirdos as well i like i watched uh a clip of uh What's that mad guy that used to be the goalkeeper, but he's now a mad conspiracy nut job? David Icke? Yes, I watched a, a clip of David Icke on True Geordie. Yeah. And he said a couple of things. He then, I was like, fucking hell. He then went off the edge with it, right? But he was saying that the reason that Jimmy Savile never get like, because the police even knew him, he was known, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's people out there that wouldn't let Jimmy Savile near their wains and that were like high up in the police and all that. So they fucking knew. Um, but the reason that he was protected was because he was supplying uh, children to like solve uh, ex prime ministers, the Queen's cousin, Lord Mountbatten, who's now like a lot of them we now know are like, you know, were paedophiles. So I think that that's the theory, as is that he was, he was like the, uh, he was like a supplier, mm-hmm. right? and the way that he would find kids is through his TV show, through charities, through hospitals, all this sort of mad shit, mate. There's like fucking necrophilia and all sorts involved in, yeah. in, in it. But that David Ike then goes on to be like, people had witnessed them shapeshift into. Like amphibia, like oh, so we're on lizard people now. Yeah. So you're like, fuck off with that shit. Do you know what I mean? And it's like a lot of this is true, but then they take this mad leap into the fucking madness. Do you know? Either like they're in, but I that was what I'd watched a clip just to be like, why? Is, what's he doing on True Geordie? Like, do you know what I mean? That's yeah. like a pure huge podcast. It's like the UK Rogan, I suppose. But I he, he was that was his sort of thing was that there's evidence that he was supplying kids to mate friend of the royal family high up in the BBC knighted yeah. you know what I mean, I mean had that, the ear of Prince Charles and who's now the king and wow mad- madness isn't it that lord guy that you mentioned what was his name Lord again? Mountbatten so I think the IRA assassinated him um, or that might have been someone else there's a I uh, there's a conspiracy about all that as well but. So I think that if it was him, I think that I the IRA killed him when he was on a boat. Uh-huh. But there was a kid on the boat, right? I don't well, think he, he was known. He yeah. was known. He was pre- he was actually the the current king, King Charles's mentor. See, like within the the monarchy when they're young, because it's like a it's a lifelong job, isn't it? You know what I mean? And I they fucking they take mental money and they're scum, like really mice, like do you know what I mean? And, but as the, the monarchy I'm talking about, the actual, I don't agree with the institution of the monarchy and, you know, that these people are born to rule and blah, blah, blah. I think that's a whole load of nonsense and I think it's horrible. But when I think about them as a human, I'm like, can you imagine being like a wee boy and being like, no, you can't live a normal life. Yeah. You need to be like this and, and your public image needs to be perfect. And blah, blah, blah. So they get given a mentor, like somebody who's higher up, in the monarchy to be like this is how we conduct ourselves this is what you need to do and blah 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 obviously they knew that charles was going to be a future king so he was that was his mentor and then look at his brother yeah so i don't know man mental mental madness 
But I'll tell you what, one thing that doesn't need to happen, it, I think it's horrible. And I don't, and like I'm saying, I've no managed to like pluck up the, you know, the whatever to sit down and watch it. But I think we need to watch it. We need to know what went on with that, man. I mean, that can't happen again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolute predator. And obviously, in the grand scheme of things, this doesn't matter, right? But he was a very untalented man. He wasn't entertaining. He wasn't funny. I don't think he was charming or anything like that. He came across as a very awkward, odd, uh, grotesque. I think yeah. would be the word that I would use to I, describe I've him. I've never watched him ever, even like way before I knew that and thought he was funny. I like him. It was just weird. Uh-huh. You're weird fucking... See, I, see, one time, I, I don't know like if this is just a thing, do you know what I mean? And like, um, I don't know if they were particularly talented, like people that, do you know what I mean? Because I watched on YouTube one time, I watched an episode of Bullseye. Remember the fucking like, bully, like the darts? Like, imagine making a TV show out of darts, but, and Jim Bone was like, you're like, he's no funny. Yeah. And he's really awkward. And he's, and do you know what I mean? The contestants are like, <laughs> so I don't know if that was just like a thing yeah. that they weren't funny or, but for him, for sure, he get into whatever he get into because uh, I think who he was and what and well, if you go by the sort of theory behind it, it's been mere about that's what he wanted, so they gave him it because of who and he was and what he was up to, yeah, and what he had on people, <coughs> like the fucking he'd have known them all, they'd have all been pals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Horrible, mate. Horrible shit. Yeah. Brutal man. So. But Steve Coogan, what a fucking actor, by the way. To take on that part as well. Because if I get offered something like that, I'd be like, what the fuck? But he's looking at it like, no, this story needs to be told and like all that stuff. Whether I think somebody else would just be like, I'm not going to play that fucking pedo. But uh-huh. it was good. It was good um, storytelling. Anyway. And I think, like I was saying, I think that it is right that people know we went on. Mm-hmm. We can't just be like... You know what I mean? And it is horrible to watch and to think about, but you can't just bury your head in the sand with that. No. Like, that is a... I mean, he got... That is a guy who started out life as, like, a fucking nightclub promoter who ended up in the pure upper echelons of, like, British institutions and society preying on vulnerable kids. And it's like... Anybody that enabled it, like... I hate to... You know what I mean? And... I think there's reasons why people don't put their horn up. The first person that puts their horn up and goes, by the way, this person's up to blah, 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 is usually very courageous. So I, can't, I was about to be like, see people like Esther Ranson and people that were about at the time, and it was an open secret, like, fuck you, that it was an open secret, but I'm sort of like, in my head being like, wait a minute though, there's a reason. Jo- mate, John Lydon, see like Johnny Rotten for the Sex Pistols, who has went... Like a lot of them, Morrissey and, you know, blah, 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 has went very right wing. But he openly spoke about it on TV and all that. Yeah. He would be like, pure Savile's a horrible person. Like, do you know what I mean? And so people, I think there's, there, there's maybe the case for that people tried to to get it out there and like it just got shut down or whatever. Yeah. I've, I've heard that clip, Johnny Rotten. I've heard it getting, uh, get put in the bank. 
and it get released like five years. So ago. did that get cut? Yeah, and then they released it later. Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, I, I I was just listening to it, thinking it was just a clip for TV. But if they cut it out, man, that's oh no. He said it back in the day, and the 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 host was like, "Yeah, this won't go live. You'll you'll get sued." And it came out. Okay, like years later. Aye, insane. Uh, live show. I'm going to announce that this week. <laughs> the reason why I haven't done it is because I'm expecting it to sell out and I'll just put it up and whoever can get to it quick uh, first can just get to it. So that will be announced this week. Why don't we do... Why don't we announce it next week? And what we'll do is we'll put we'll get the link ready this week and we'll put it on Patreon. Okay. To give people on Patreon an opportunity to get tickets. Yeah. Before anybody else. Like a pre-sale type mm-hmm. thing. But just get the link ready, get it get and we'll just stick it on Patreon and then we'll announce it next week. Yes. Cause just with your TikTok, do you know what I mean? Oh, it might end up selling out and people that have been pining into the Patreon, but oh I fucking wanted to go to that sold or whatever. Yeah. I think that might be a nice wee thing for the folks. That's a good idea. Uh, aye, that's a good idea. We'll do that then. And I also, we're doing a live podcast at the Glasgow Comedy Festival next year with Blackfriars. And I've also emailed a couple of venues about taking the podcast to Edinburgh for the Fringe one day. Oh, aye, mate. If we could do it. 100%. And then I'm going to look into trying to take the funny bunch outside of Glasgow as well, mate. I'm talking to someone tomorrow at 12. I've got a Zoom call with an agent promoter about trying to set up some type of tour. I really don't know what type, but it's time to get back on the road and do it properly this time. I'm going to get you out on the road with me, mate, filming stuff for TikTok. I'm going to treat, treat it like the way everybody else does it and just take the path that everybody else has took. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the future, mate. 2024, my man. It's got to be your year, bro. Your year. I tell you what, right? Cheat the bells. (laughs) 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 Anytime we... Say, for instance, I go down to Newcastle, right? I'm going to hire you to film me and clip it for TikTok, but I also want you to source waterfalls near the venue, and you will get a call dip and we'll do a podcast in the waterfall. Get waterproof mics, mate. <laughs> right? <laughs> Imagine that just in the background. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I fucking freezing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised they can't stand that. Mate, they probably have. They probably have, mate. A helmet cam. A waterproof helmet cam. Helmet cam. Love that. How long have we done? Uh, 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Let me see if I've got any more subjects. Uh, what are you up to tonight? I'm in here until nine o'clock. Really? Uh-huh. Why? I'm going to see 50 Cent. Fiddy? Yep. 50 pence, smell like. <laughs> <laughs> what made you buy tickets to see 50 Cent? I didn't buy them. I got offered a freebie. Were you going to offer me to come with you? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need something covered while I'm at 50 Cent. <laughs> 
I just I had I actually had things on tonight. Like I like to go to a wee mental health group and I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna see fifty cent man. That's a wee bit different. And welcome on my podcast, fifty cent. Jank James English is tweeting him now. Fifty, what you up to before the gig? Fifty. Fifty, mate. Moon down to my hotel room. <laughs> Mad fifty cent man. Is this no like the farewell tour or something? Is it is it no called something like that? Like yeah. last last time or something like that? Mm-hmm. It's his last time. So I wouldn't say I don't dislike him. I wouldn't say I'm a massive fan. I don't know if I would know much outside of um Go see that one? Aye. Go shorty. It's your, your birthday. birthday. That one? Yeah. What's that? Oh, in the club. In the yeah. club. I don't know if I would know much outside of that. Do you know his name? His actual name? Curtis. Well done, by the way. Something. Curtis. I've seen Get Rich or Die Trying, all right? Ah. I don't know. I've no, actually. But um, no, I know his name's Curtis something. Uh, is it like something pure mental? Like pure upper class or I something? I can't remember his surname, but I, I remember it being Curtis. Let's have a swatch, yeah. Man, 50 cent. What's happening, bro? Get him at the stage door. 50, mate, can I talk to you for a minute? I just want to tell you I'm on a 12-step rep- recovery programme and see you in the club. That's my higher power, mate. I'm eight years sober in December. Stunning at the gates down at the hydro. <laughs> see, like, you're at the side like Are you in the fellowship, big man? <laughs> um, get yourself to Schwarma King tonight, mate, and get yourself a lamb wrap, bro. <laughs> Don't take any of the drugs after the gig, mate. Get a kebab. <laughs> um... <laughs> His name's Curtis James Jackson the third. Oh aye. I'm sure that'll be a good gig tonight. I mean it'll be good. It will yeah. be. Have you go are you going with somebody? Yeah. Yes, I am. A chum. Uh and also I've got maybe I'm in a really good place, mate, because I've got nothing to complain about. You know how normally every week I I want to call a fucking bus driver or uh-huh. something? None of that's happened. No. It's pretty good, at it? Aye. I did, well, I did some anti-road rage while I was off. But Sharon was like, no, no, you were, that was so intimidating. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I was like, what? So I'm driving along the Gallagate, going towards uh, the Ford Retail Park. They've got a drive through Starbucks, mate. Do you, could you ever imagine there being a drive through Starbucks in the east end of Glasgow? Even just having a, like when we were younger, having a drive-in coffee place was fucking mental, but at the East End is just mental. Aye, mate. see when I was growing up, mate, I literally, like, in the kitchen, you didn't know if you were getting a coffee or gravy. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And it's like, mountain two sugars or mountain two salts, depending on what the fuck the granules are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was going to lang, hey, there's, there's, a, there's a drive-through Starbucks at Falls Retail Park, and I was driving along, and... I was about to go into a bus lane, so they get a fine. So I had to cut the nose off of this woman. There was I had no option. It was either cut the nose off of this woman and, and deal with the, you know, the backlash, or uh, go into the bus lane and get a fucking 60 quid fine. So I was like, ah, indicator, whoop, into the next lane. She was raging. Like, I looked, I got, got to the next set of lights. I was looking in the rear view mirror, and she was pure fucking... <sighs> but her boyfriend on the other side was like pure... <laughs> you see that, like... Gl- what the fuck's happened there? Like something like that. He was just sitting like that in the motor. To so, you? 
Eh? To you? Aye, I was Aye. looking in the rearview mirror. She's gone pure mental at me because I nearly fucking hurt them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's just like that. So she's gone fucking <laughs> absolutely tonto. So I was like, I was just pure. Like, I knew I'd done something wrong. Do you know what I mean? So I got up to the next set of lights and they came down the side of me so that his passenger doors on my passenger door and I leaned there and I was just pure like that. <laughs> and Sharon was pure like, what are you doing? I was like, that's a bit of anti-fucking road rage. And she was like, no, man, that's like so intimidating. Like that'll freak him the fuck out. The fact that you've done that, like a big yeah. fucking bearded giant, just pure like that. A smile on his face, giving him a pure thumbs up. The guy didn't look, he was pure like that. He was doing this. Amazing. Was I thought he... you'd like that. Aye. I'm like getting giddy. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pure being weird. <laughs> Calling me kindness or like weirdness or Aye, whatever. It was, I mean, I'm sure in some group chat there's like madness of like, this fucking big cunt in a Jeep was pure smiling and pointing. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, fuck it. I find, I think I've said this in this podcast before, I find road rage the most like stupid fucking backward shit ever. Like, People jumping out their mouth. I've seen guys jumping out and actually having a fist fight in the middle of the road because what somebody's pissed you off with yeah. the way that they drive, man. It's like seek help, please. Do you yeah. know what I mean? DM me on Instagram, fifty quid a session. Hi, <laughs> mate. I remember my ex girlfriend years ago was having road rage with somebody. She stuck the v- the finger up at somebody, and I was like, "Fucking, what are you doing, you mad cunt?" And she was like, "What?" And I was like, if he ju- if he jumps out his motor, who do you think he's going to go for? <laughs> You're like, getting let up. <laughs> stop sticking the, the finger up at people. What are you doing? And she was like, she started all that shit. When you start driving, uh, you understand and all that. And I'm like, shut up, man. Stop being, don't be condescending. Look, like, man, see when somebody does something, uh, and I think it's all right to be like, beep, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's it. See, like, if somebody cuts my nose off in the motorway or somebody does something, I took the horn and I get them in the rear view mirror and I'm like that, and that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You drive on. If they do that, see if, like, somebody's done something. Like, so see when I cut them off as well, I, I put my hazard lights on and I was, like, pure sorry. Do you know what I mean? And, like, pure sorry. And then I pulled up to the lights and she was still pure raging. So, like, see if that was me in her position, I'd beat the horn, I'd be like that. If they're, like, sorry, I'd be like, all right, cool. Yeah. But all right. Unless they actually fucking hit you, in, in which case you've got a fucking... You know what I mean? You've got a reason to be like, what the fuck? But, hey, man, I just find it so stupid. Like, I mean, I bet you there's people that have ended up dead. Aye. Or, or like, getting into really bad trouble, mate. Like, assaulting people or, like, you know, ending up with cr- criminal records over just a silly moment of, like, losing your temper. Aye, that's it. It's, like, really unlikely to happen, but it does happen that people, they are one-punch kill. Yeah. Do you really want to be that guy that goes to jail for fucking yeah. manslaughter or does because somebody cut you off or somebody, you know, know. you had to break or I punched a 87 year old guy. <laughs> like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> what are you in for, mate? One punch to an 87 year old guy on the road to McDonald's. All right, okay. Aye, mate. I had a mate one time that told me that. Somebody cut him off and he like pulled air and jumped out and pure charged towards the motor. And I was like, Are you all right? Like, genuinely, yeah. like, pure that worries me that you would do that. Mm-hmm. He's pure, ah, oh, what? And I'm like, I think he said something like, fucking cunts do it all the time. 
that doesn't matter, mate. Like, don't be doing that to people. Yeah. Pure wee old woman. What? <laughs> Terrified. I know, mate. I had. I knew somebody that used to always jump out his car as well, always causing it. I'm like, mate, you need. You're unhinged. You can't. Like, you know, on top of saying things like, "I go to the gym and I do this and that," and then out the motor. Fucking let's go. Aye, man. Go to the Twitter feed and it's pure hashtag be kind. <laughs> like positive mental health. Like, don't be too hard on yourself with day troops. Just go out there and get a good go. And yeah. then the next thing, they're out fucking lamping old woman. I know. Square go, square jig. It's been weird moving back in with my family for the last couple of days. Do you know? It's almost like your psychic. Um, I was, I was literally thinking, I'm going to ask him, what's it like being back at home? Any antics for your old man? He's mellowed out. He's he knows the deal. I think it's because he knows that I'm a, a schizophrenic. So I think we are in a similar situation to what you are with that person in the car. We're doing that with a thumb. So when my dad would say something negative to me, which he doesn't do anymore, but if he did, I would just like start giggling and stuff. So it's not worth it. <laughs> and uh, my mom's getting old, I know, mate. So my mom's like gone to her bed at fucking quarter to eight at night. And she's up at like five in the morning. So Oh, mate. <sighs> See, when you need to live with something like that, man, it's infuriating. Aye infuriating I had, a, I had an auntie that used to go to her bed at like pure half six seven o'clock I know like, I'm starting a film at that time man my ma's fucking snoring on the couch I'm fucking working till like ten o'clock at night <laughs> no? I'm like ah, what? what are you doing I would love to go to my bed at half seven aye but aye mate that's definitely a sign of old age yeah but aye it's been cool it's been nice to get back and get a catch up with them and stuff but I know that you know the madness is in not far. Ah, it's in not the, far. It's in the post. We're 10 seconds away from my dad being like, why is the milk in the fridge at that angle? No, 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 I'm just get, I just want to ask you a question. Is your dad got OCD? I think so, mate. Undiagnosed. <laughs> Undiagnosed, of course. Do you think you could go back and live with your ma for one night? Aye, easy. Yeah. I could go and stay with my ma. I stayed out, see, after my dad passed away, like, um, I went and stayed with my mom for, I was 21 when he passed away. I was at the house. I was 21. I went back that Christmas. So I went back and stayed with my mom for, fuck, three years. And amazing. Yeah. Like, I never seen her. She was just totally quiet. Well, like I, I had like half of the house to myself and she would cook me pieces of sausage at random <laughs> o'clock. Like my mom would come in, you'd be sitting there like pure stoned with my pals watching a movie at like three in the morning. The door would burst open. She'd have like five rolls of sausage. Yeah. He's hungry. I'm like, well, we fucking better be because you've made it already. But it's that pure Glasgow mall way, do you know what I mean? And toasting, toasting cheese or whatever. But I know I could go back and stay with my mom, no bother at all. Yeah. There was one time where, like, just after my dad had passed away, my mom, she wasn't sleeping. I don't know if I've told this in the podcast before, but no, no. I would sit and I would just openly smoke cash in front of my mom. It's like, do you really care? Do you know what I mean? And like, and um, there was one night she was she was like, oh, I'm pure struggling to get asleep. I'm pure struggling to get asleep. And I was like, just have a joint with me. She was like, no, fuck off. No, that wacky backy, no chance. I was like, what? Have a couple of draws, see how you feel. And um, 
I rolled a joint and she was, I was like, here, do you want a draw? And she was like, no, no. I was like, all right. And then she was like, he's one draw. I was like, all right, okay, give her the <laughs> She had like two or three draws of joint. She, came, she was like, that's not done anything. I think I'll go to my bed. Like, literally, like, <laughs> fucking eight minutes later, I was like, ah, fucking, fucking set a timer on that, man. She was like, ah, got up the next day. She was like, I had a great sleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> I was a 13 year kip. <laughs> <laughs> Woke up a new woman. That must have been quite nice having a joint with your ma. It was weird. I think, like, it was kind of tainted by the fact that my dad had just died. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And so it was, it was like fucking weeks or something like that. Maybe like maybe like a couple of weeks, maybe a month or whatever. But no, it was a strange experience because my mom and dad, I don't know, like it, it's so weird to think like this, but my mom and dad knew that I was smoking hash. See, like that way when I got older, I was like when I moved back in with my mom, I was like, Did you just know? My mom was like, What do you mean? Did did we know? We would walk into your bedroom and there'd be a fucking brown cloud because we were sitting down buckets. Yeah. And I was like, I just thought I was getting away with it. I genuinely thought I was getting away with it. I would open my window up and we'd sit at the window and blow the smoke out the window. Mum was like, no, you're only getting away with it when you. Sort of like, I was like 15. Why are you no fucking saying something to me? Surely I'd get grounded. But no. What would you do if your dad kicked, burst through the door as you were like mid bucket? I mean, I'd have probably just choked. <laughs> I just went into a pure coffin fit, turned green, hit a whitey. Yeah. You ever had a bucket? Aye. Yeah. Not many times. Once, maybe. I think I've said that in the podcast. I took a bucket and my legs buckled. Aye. Aye, yeah. you have. And you then have. I had a mad kip as well. I'm mad fuck it, half a day, like, in my bed, sleeping. Mental. Get a pure blanket. I remember I was taking a line once in my pal's toilet and I never locked the, do the door properly and our dad walked in. And I just done that. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Went to his face. Yeah, I had the back, like the uh -huh. toilet was there. Right. My back was at the door, and he walked in, and I was like, ah. <laughs> "Did he, he see you?" He never said anything. But it was one of the ones all night. He was stoning me his beer like that, just <laughs> stared at me. Aye, mate. Mate, I went to a fucking. I've told I've told part of this story before, but I went to a maybe I've. Told it on here, maybe I've, I've told it elsewhere, but I'll, I'll tell it here, right? We can, we're at a new so we can wrap on this. But I went to a Bannerman post prom house party when I was in first year of uni. So I worked at McDonald's. There's a couple of guys that went to Bannerman, they were in their sixth year, and they were like, fucking just come to the after party. It's at this house at the, do you know the Brackney Inn? Yeah, in yeah. In Bailiston. It was in one of these houses, like a castle style house next to that. There's some like nice houses up there. They were like, you just come to this fucking, just, just turn up. There's got to be so many people there just turned up. And um, we ended up, first of all, we ended up sitting, smoking like copious amounts of green with our big brother, our uncle, and our dad. So it was this lassie that was having this after party and it turned out like, so we were like pure like, hiding our joints and all that. And the big brother was like, no, my mom and dad smoke. And he stayed in this big massive house. And he's like, oh, Sunday dinner, like we, we'll sit around the table and, have weed and all that. I was like, so we ended up sitting smoking weed with this lassie's dad and big brother and uncle. The uncle and the dad left because they were like the chaperones for the party. And a guy that was at Bannerman whited on the big brother's flare and was like bent ill like this, like whiting. And the big brother pulled like a decorative claymore 
half of the war. You ever seen like these sort of decorative swords that have got like two swords and a shield? Yeah. He had one of them on his wall. I think it might have been Lord of the Rings-esque or something like that. Like, he was a pure geek, like the guy. And he pulled this fucking blunt, but it's a real fucking sword. And well, like that, to the wee guy that was spewing, and we fucking rugby tackled him. Wow. And it just descended into madness, right? And then later on that night, it's just like, what the fuck, man, pure stoners. We ended up in the loft, <laughs> and the, all the guy's childhood toys were there, like his Thundercats, Ghostbusters... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and our dad came up the stair into the loft and me and like four guys that are working at McDonald's are sitting playing with fucking Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Just the weirdest fucking house party I've ever been in my life, man. Pure eccentric cunts in Berliston. He was going to end a life where a prop hey, mate, sword. Mate, he literally, like the guy was bent air waiting on his bedroom floor and he was pure, fucking my room, what the fuck, blah, blah, blah. We were like, fucking calm down, you bam. And then he's fucking turned around and he was stoning with this fucking decorative <laughs> sword, man. Like, about to try and take the gun's fucking head off. Guillotine. Mental, man. Guillotine is not right off. Well, is that us to, at the end of the Aye, podcast? Mate. I think we've done pretty well there, considering we've had three weeks after. Aye, mate. Yes. It's good to catch up with you, mate. It's good to be back and it's good to be not in pain. That's that's for sure. Yes. I love you with all my heart, my soul. Love you too, baby. To the moon and back. Baby. We will announce the live show soon. Apologies for being away, but fucking life happens in life's terms and all that. Keys a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Thank you very much, Argue, for sponsoring the podcast. And see you next week. Get it back. Get it back. Get it Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 